I'm your host, Rufi Castro, and welcome to the Epicenter Fresno podcast. Shalom, shalom, my friends, and welcome back. Well, we made it through Acts chapter 15. There's a lot more to cover in the book of Acts in regards to the keeping of Torah, but I want to continue to focus on Shabbat, on the Sabbath. Now, I do want to preface this by saying we really have to come to the acceptance that if Yeshua did away with any part of the word of God, then by definition, Yeshua has been disqualified or has disqualified himself as King Messiah. I want to make that very clear. If Yeshua came and taught against Torah, Yeshua has disqualified himself to be the Messiah. If someone is teaching that Yeshua came and did away with Torah and they're using the vocabulary, he hung it on the cross and we now have the liberty to live as we want to live. That individual is teaching that Yeshua is not the Messiah. I know that sounds a little strong, But it's important to understand that we want the truth to be told. When we love people, we tell people the truth. We don't have to be mean about it. But one thing that we don't want to do is sugarcoat it and allow people to continue to believe a lie. The reason why we tell the truth, especially when it comes to biblical matters, is because We are the representatives of Yeshua here on earth. And if we don't tell people the truth, then we are doing a disservice to those individuals. Now, I understand some people have a hard time accepting the truth. You can show them with scripture. You can show them through history. But they will continue to say, this is the way I was taught. This is the way my family believed. And regardless, I will not move. This is what I will do because I can't believe my parents were wrong. I can't believe my pastor was wrong. I can't believe. And we're not asking anyone to believe that anybody was wrong. What we're asking people is to work out their own salvation according to what Rabbi Shaul says. Because salvation is individual. And we could be living a victorious life in Messiah if we actually take the word of God for what it is. I want to look at one of the objections that is brought up in terms of the Sabbath. In fact, there is a rumor, a false teaching that has been taught for centuries, for hundreds of years, that says Yeshua broke the Sabbath. Now understand and think about the words that you're saying. Because if you're saying Yeshua broke the Sabbath, Yeshua did away with the Sabbath, 
Yeshua taught people that breaking the Sabbath was acceptable to the Lord, then what you are saying is that Yeshua is not the Messiah. He's not the biblical Messiah, which Moses wrote about. We have to be very careful about what we say, because the last thing we want to do is spread lies regarding the Son of God. One of the passages that you will find is in the book of Matthew, chapter number 12. I'm going to go ahead and read this passage, and then we'll talk about it. So Matthew, chapter 12, beginning at verse 1, the word of the Lord reads as follows. One Shabbat during that time, Yeshua was walking through some wheat fields. His Talmudim disciples were hungry, so they began picking heads of grain and eating them. On seeing this, the Prushim, that's to say the Pharisees, said to him, Look, your Talmudin are violating Shabbat. But he said to them, Haven't you ever read what David did when he and those with him were hungry? He entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, which was prohibited both to him and to his companions. It is only permitted to the Kohanim, that's the priests. Verse 5, Or haven't you read in the Torah that on Shabbat the Kohanim profane Shabbat and yet are blameless? I tell you, that there is in this place something greater than the temple. If you knew what I want compassion rather than animal sacrifice meant, you would not condemn the innocent, for the Son of Man is Lord of Shabbat. Because Yeshua is, is referencing two different portions of Scripture, one that we find in the Prophets, and the second one we find in the Torah. Now let's go ahead and talk about the first example that Yeshua is bringing up. You'll actually find the story that he's quoting in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 21. I'll go ahead and read it for us. 1 Samuel 21, and this is beginning at verse 1 if you're using a complete Jewish Bible. If you are using any other Bible, you will find it in 1 Samuel chapter 20, beginning at verse 42. The word of the Lord reads as follows. So David got up and left, and Jonathan went back to the city. David went to see Ahimelech the Cohen in Nov. Ahimelech came trembling to meet David and asked, Why are you alone? Why is no one with you? David said to Ahimelech the Cohen, The king has sent me on a mission and told me not to let anyone know its purpose or what I've been ordered to do. I've arranged a place where the guards are to meet me. What do you have on hand? If you can spare five loaves of bread, give them to me, or whatever there is. The Kohen answered David, 
I don't have any regular bread. However, there is consecrated bread, but only if the guards have abstained from women. David answered the Kohen, Of course, women have been kept away from us as on previous campaigns. Whenever I go out on campaign, the men's gear is clean, even if it's an ordinary trip. How much more than today, when they will be putting something consecrated in their packs? So the Kohen gave him consecrated bread because there was no bread other than the showbread that had been removed before Adonai to be replaced by freshly baked bread on the day the old bread was removed. Let's pause right here. Unless we've taken the time to read and understand what the commandments of the Lord are concerning the showbread, this story here really means nothing to us. So let me explain what happens with the showbread. The showbread are loaves of bread that are in the tabernacle and later time period, the temple. And they were there, they were consecrated, they were holy bread. And on Shabbat, the bread was removed and the new freshly baked bread was placed in the tabernacle or in the temple. The only ones that were able to eat of that consecrated bread were the priests. The bread was holy, consecrated to the Lord. The priests were holy, consecrated to the Lord. Therefore, the priests were the only ones that could eat. So now there's a dilemma. Because the Bible tells us that David, if you know the story, he's running away from King Saul. King Saul is trying to kill him because of the jealousy that he has towards David. And David and his men have ran away. They make it to the city called Nob, and the priest meets up with David. And the reason why the priest is trembling, the reason why he's scared is because word has already gone out that David is a wanted man. He's a marked man. David and his men have not eaten for quite a few days. They are hungry. And David asks the priest for some food. Whatever he has, he'll take. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Anything. If he has bread, a couple of loaves of bread, whatever the priest may have, David will take and he'll share with his men. Here's where it gets a little tricky because the Bible says that the only bread that is available is the show bread. The consecrated bread that only the priests can eat. Now, why do we know or how do we know that this was Shabbat or the first day after Shabbat? Because when you read the previous scriptures, we understand that the bread was just taken out and switched and fresh bread had been placed in the presence of the Lord. So we understand by that this is either Shabbat because that happens on Shabbat or probably the day after for the writer to write that it had just been removed. Regardless, this is a... No, no. One of the things that we have to understand is that if David and his friends don't eat, they're in danger of dying. 
When it comes to saving a life, there are commandments of the Lord that can be broken in order to save a life. Let me explain before you turn this episode off. This episode, it's going to mess with your theology, but this is what Yeshua is teaching. And you understand that if you keep reading, the Pharisees don't have an issue with the examples that Yeshua came up with because the Pharisees know this. When it comes to saving a life, you can break a commandment because life is more important than a commandment. David's life is in danger. They have not eaten. They have not had anything to drink for some time. So the only thing that the priest requires, and he asked David, have men, your men, have they stayed away from women? In other words, have they stayed away from sexual relations with the woman? And he said, yes, they have. We, we're, we're out here. We're hiding. We're, you know, we're, we're on this campaign is what he calls it. And another thing that David says is that the men consecrate themselves and their packs, their clothes, everything that they have on is clean. We're talking ceremoniously clean. We're not talking about clean with tied with bleach or anything like that. For ceremonial purposes, these men are clean. Because of the situation, the Bible lets us know that the priest gives David the showbread. That is only supposed to be eaten by the priest. David is not a priest. Yet the Lord does not destroy them. The Lord does not kill them. Why? Because the commandment can be broken in order to save a life. This is important. The commandment of the showbread only being able to be eaten by the priests can be broken in order to save a life. What does that have to do with Shabbat and grain? We're going to get there in a bit. Now let's look at the second example that Yeshua gives. So the second example that Yeshua gives starts at verse number 5 in the complete Jewish Bible. Or have you not read in the Torah that on Shabbat, the Kohanim profane Shabbat and yet are blameless? Okay, so when it comes to Shabbat, there's certain things that you're not supposed to do. It's a day of rest. More importantly, it's a convocation. Leviticus 23, you're supposed to get together on Shabbat to worship the Lord. The assembly is to get together on Shabbat. To worship the Lord. You find that in Leviticus chapter 23. Sometimes people say, well, there's nothing in scripture that says we're supposed to be getting together on the Sabbath so we can get together whenever we want. No, there is. Leviticus 23, it calls it a holy convocation. The Sabbath is a convocation. So we can worship the Lord and we should worship the Lord every day. But as I mentioned in the past, we better be getting together on the Sabbath, worshiping the Lord according to Leviticus 23 and according to the first century apostolic church in the book of acts which we will learn about a little bit later on but i digress so what yeshua is saying here is that on shabbat the koanim are breaking shabbat they're profaning shabbat and yet are held blameless well let's see what he's talking about because the portion of scripture that he's referencing is in the book of Numbers 
chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. Now, I'm only going to read 9 and 10. You can read 1 through 10. It's not a problem. It's talking about sacrifices. Sacrifices is work. You have to build a fire. You have to get everything ready. You got to get the wood ready. You got to build a fire. Not only that, you're also spilling blood. You're taking the life. And then you're taking the blood and you're sprinkling it on the altar. There's a lot of things that are going on there. Notice what Moses writes. Deuteronomy 28, starting at verse 9. On Shabbat, offer two male lambs in their first year and without defect, with one gallon of fine flour as a grain offering, mixed with olive oil and its drink offering. Verse 10, this is the burnt offering for every Shabbat, in addition to the regular burnt offering and his drink offering. Let's talk about this for a little bit. We have to understand that according to scripture, the Torah specifies that there are some mitzvot or some commandments that are more important than others. And maybe more important is not the word I'm, I should be using. They take precedence over other commandments. The sacrifices unto the Lord are done on a daily basis and on Shabbat they're done with the addition of a special Shabbat sacrifice. On Shabbat, the Kohanim, the Levites are working, but because they are fulfilling a greater commandment than Shabbat, they are found blameless. Let me give you another example. Moses also teaches us this. The Bible says that a male son is to be circumcised on the eighth day. You go to the tabernacle, later time period, you go to the temple, and that baby boy is circumcised. Now, what happens if the eighth day falls on a Shabbat? Do you keep Shabbat and break the commandment of circumcision? Or do you keep the commandment of circumcision and break Shabbat. And you'll find this argument multiple times, those that like to read and those that know about the Talmud, you'll find this argument. But according to scripture, even if the eighth day is on Shabbat, you take that baby boy to the temple and circumcision occurs on the eighth day as commanded by the Lord. And in doing so, you are not profaning Shabbat. Because the commandment of circumcision supersedes Shabbat, okay? Now, this is important, and you might be saying, well, you know, pastor, what does this have to do with me? There's no temple, there's no circumcision, you know, there's all this all this stuff, right? No, no, I completely get it, but I, 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 I'm saying this to help us understand scripturally how certain things occur, why they occur, and how, in fact, you're not profaning Shabbat. Because the question here is, did Yeshua break and profane Shabbat, thus teaching his disciples to do so? Or am I, with my Western Hellenistic mentality, my lack of Torah knowledge, am I accusing Yeshua 
of breaking the word of God. You see, when I say that, when I'm saying, am I accusing Yeshua of breaking the word of God? It doesn't even sound right. So either Yeshua sinned and disqualified himself as being the promised Messiah, or by me saying Yeshua broke the Sabbath and taught his disciples to do so, if that's what I think happened, then maybe I'm wrong. Because we can't both be right. Yeshua cannot be the promised Messiah and be breaking Shabbat. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. As much as we preach that he went, he, you know, he, he went and he died and he shed his blood and he was buried, he resurrected. You know, we have the gift of the Holy Ghost. And we, as, much as, we, as much as we preach that and, and practice that, if we're teaching that Yeshua broke Shabbat, then something's wrong because scripture's no longer lining up. So somebody's wrong. So either Yeshua's wrong or I'm wrong. And I'm going to go with 100% that if I'm teaching that Yeshua broke Shabbat, um, I'm going to say 100% I'm wrong. God forbid I ever say that King Messiah was wrong. God forbid. right? So that means I'm wrong, which means I'm not understanding exactly what was happening there when the disciples decided to eat some grain. Here's the thing. You are prohibited from harvesting on Shabbat. Now let's think about that for a moment. When someone is harvesting fruit here in the Central Valley, harvesting grapes, nectarines, things like that, you're harvesting because you're either working for someone or you're working for yourself in order to make a profit. In other words, you are picking more fruit than what you're actually going to eat right then and there in that moment in time. That's harvesting. You're harvesting a, a bin of nectarines. You're not going to eat a bin of nectarines in one sitting. Therefore, you're harvesting. Now, according to Torah, if you are hungry and you go and you pick a nectarine, you pick a plum so that you can eat right then and there, that is not breaking Shabbat. You are not profaning Shabbat because you live in the first century. You've been walking out in the sun. You are a follower of Yeshua. Yeshua has been preaching, has been teaching, has been casting out demons, and Yeshua did not multiply food on a daily basis, which means as a Talmudim, as a disciple of the rabbi, the greatest rabbi that ever lived, King Messiah, as a disciple of Yeshua, you don't just leave your rabbi and try to go down to the Jerusalem market and get yourself something to eat. You're there, which means at the end of the day, you're hungry. You haven't eaten. And now you're walking and you're going through this field that has grain. So what did the disciples do? Let's read this thing in context. What did they do? They were walking through a wheat field. His Talmudim, his disciples were hungry. These were Torah observant Jews. They were not going around desecrating Shabbat for the sake of desecrating it. They weren't going around doing their own. No, 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 no. They love God with all their heart, with all their might, with all their soul. How do you know they love God? Because they kept his commandments. Even Yeshua says it. If you love me, keep my commandments. But they were hungry. 
So they began picking heads of grain and what? Storing them? Putting them in their pockets for later? No. Scripture says they began picking heads of grain and eating them. Remember what Scripture says. Life takes precedence over the commandments. Why, David? Look at David. Why was David not killed by God because he ate of the showbread? Because he was hungry. And it's not a hunger like, you know, I can wait about an hour to eat. No, for them to go to the extreme, his men were on the verge of death. The disciples were hungry. So they started picking grain to eat it. At that point, some of the Pharisees saw what they were doing and began to rebuke them. And Yeshua had to correct the Pharisees and help them understand what was happening. In another portion of scripture, this is why Yeshua says, Shabbat was made for man and not man for Shabbat. Why? Because Shabbat is a gift. So when the disciples eating grain, does that constitute them profaning the Sabbath and Jesus allowing them to profane the Sabbath? Because now as believers and followers of the same Messiah that the disciples followed, because now that gives us the right to desecrate the Sabbath and do whatever we want to do, how we want to do it. No. In fact, Yeshua came teaching that the Sabbath was made for man. It's a gift that God gave humanity since the creation, since the beginning of time. It is a day that the Lord consecrated and called holy. And it is a day that he wants to share with you and with me. In our next episode, we will go ahead and be talking about another instance that is used as an example to show that Jesus broke the Sabbath, that Jesus did away with the Sabbath. We will go ahead and talk about that. And again, we will come to the same conclusion that Yeshua never broke a single commandment because had he done so, he would have been disqualified to be the Messiah. But as we know, the end of the story, Yeshua is our King, He's our Lord, He's our Savior, and we glorify the Lord for all the things that He has done for us. Shalom, shalom, God bless you. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to check out our website, www.epicenterfresno.com where you will find links to our Facebook page, our Instagram, and our YouTube channel.